honestly. Wow, we are melodic. We're beautiful singers, songstresses, songbirds. Would definitely say that. All yes. of the above. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I am sweating so profusely right now. I just I need literally to know got that. so out of breath from just saying hi. It, it, it's a hard time. We're I'm going. We're going through it. So warm. It's, warm. it's okay. It's okay. We're gonna persevere. <laughs> Uh, welcome back to another episode of Honestly, a podcast with Zoe and Logan. That was Logan. And that was Zoe. <laughs> Look at that. Ooh, God, wow. I am like, truly so warm right now. This is really startling. Take I'm like having a hot off. flash. Take it off. Take it off. I would. I have nothing underneath this, though. Oh, take it off. Take it off. <laughs> Chanting intensifies. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. How are you doing? I'm okay mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm okay. okay i feel like we just spent a while ranting over things and mm-hmm. hysterically laughing at how like <laughs> insane some things that have transpired over this mm-hmm. last year or so have been so yep. it's fun to look back at those things <laughs> and just be like well that was deranged <laughs> anyways <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, no, I think it's so important to look back on um, just the craziness of the past yeah. year and yeah. um, just have a laugh. Just just having a laugh. Having a laugh, mate. <laughs> Very that. Otherwise, you know, nothing new. Mm-hmm. Nothing new at all. I had a very complicated dream that I literally... I don't know what happened. Yeah. For parts of it, I was in a soccer field, but it was indoors, but it was also like my elementary school. Okay. But it was a soccer field. Mm-hmm. But that was inside of a school. I love dreams like that where it's like you're somewhere, but you're like, oh, I know where I am. Yeah. But it's like not that place at all. But you're like, no, I am in my elementary school. Like we did not have an indoor soccer field. No. <laughs> at my we didn't have the budget school. for that. We absolutely did not. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing there, but it wasn't soccer or elementary school related. It was just something like, something was bad too. Like, I can't remember (laughs) anything other than I woke up and was like, what? What? What does that mean? It's not even one of those dreams that you could like interpret if you looked in like one of those dream interpretation books. Because there's just too much, too much going on. And I don't understand it. Do you want to hear about a dream I had? absolutely okay this is like it's not exciting at all and like our anyone who's listening is like great i'm glad they started talking about their <laughs> dreams this is the content we were not looking for it's that karen kilgare of the <laughs> davis song that's literally it though yeah. ow um okay <laughs> so the other night i had a dream that i was in england like london Ooh. england i guess maybe i don't really know why i think i was going to school there confusing i was there with my friend and former roommate katie i think maybe we were both going to school there very cool 
um we were at a Tim Hortons, which I know Tim Hortons is gone. Like it's Across now in other like I know it's gone to other places, but I'm like, do they have them in England? Like I'm unsure on that. But anyway, we were at a Tim Hortons. We were getting coffee before going to school, I guess. Going to our okay. jobs. Unclear. Going <laughs> somewhere. Like literally this is so boring. But so we we're in the Tim Hortons, but like you know how like you go to Tim Hortons, you go up to like a counter and order. Yeah. This was like a self-serve Tim Hortons. Oh, okay, fancy. So like it was like almost like like a like a school cafeteria <laughs> where okay, you know like the cafe at work, how they had that yeah. little Tim Hortons station? Yes. It was kind of like that, but like bigger. So like they had just like like things of coffee and you could like fill up your own cup and like put whatever you wanted in it so I remember like I was so excited <laughs> this is so stupid because I was like oh I'm so excited I can get an like an iced coffee as if Tim Hortons doesn't <laughs> regularly sell iced coffee like that's very much something you can get I from can that establishment make my iced coffee. and I just remember being so excited in my dream like I was holding like the big plastic like iced drink cup and I like yeah. filled it up with a bunch of ice and like put my coffee in and then I went over and they had like all like the like milk things oh. that you could put in and I was like putting in my milk. Like, I honestly don't know. It looked like I put cream in it, which is like kind of uncharacteristic. It's <laughs> a bold choice. And like I just remember being so excited. And then my alarm went off and I woke up. And then you made coffee at home. I didn't even, I had a tea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but that was my dream, and I remember being so excited in it because I was like, this Tim Hortons is so cool. <laughs> There's like so many. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> There's so many times that you have dreams like that, and you're like, "Really? Like this is the time that I can truly do anything I want to." Right? And I dream about like, I have reoccurring stress dreams mm-hmm. about like being late to an exam, and like everything mm-hmm. is just like getting in my way of getting there. Like yes. I'm like, I have to pee. Oh no, I missed the bus. <laughs> like just like everything that could happen happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like my teeth falling out. I've never had that dream before. I know that's like a really common thing for people to have. I've never had one like that. I have them all the time and then I wake up and then my teeth feel wiggly and I'm like, it's happening. It wasn't a dream. It was <laughs> a premonition. <laughs> it's happening. God, they're so weird. I don't understand them. What does it mean when your teeth fall out in your dream? Like, what is that? Like a... I'm gonna look. <laughs> I can't remember. Look. Isn't it like like a loss of control or something like that? Yeah, I like think that? it's like a teeth falling out dream. Let's go. This Let's is riveting go. content. <laughs> <laughs> a major life change to, la- to lack of self-esteem. That doesn't make sense. Huh. Um regretting something you said it could mean oh. also loss of control okay so it could basically mean anything, anything. i love that <laughs> yeah this is crumbled teeth mm. dreams of teeth crumbling can be associated with one's insecurity in life the fact the teeth crumble means that an area of waking life needs your attention the crumbling teeth seen in your dream can indicate loss of control or that you are unable to defend an attack by your enemies. <laughs> okay, that seems like a bit intense, I'm not gonna lie. Right? Like, that's a really... To the phones. Let's go to the phones. So there's that one. That one's fun. Yeah, I um I get stress dreams, like, fairly regularly. Well, not, like, fairly regularly, but that's, like, a reoccurring one that I have. It's, like, a stress dream where it's, like, you're trying to do something and you can't. Yeah. Um, 
I also have this dream that like I wouldn't really say it's a dream it's probably categorized as a nightmare but um and like this is another one that's reoccurring where somebody's trying to kill me oh that's when I get a lot. Some sometimes um where like I'll be in my house like trying to like hide from somebody who like wants to kill me. That's frightening. That um, is <laughs> that is what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Let me see. Dream someone trying to kill me. Let's see. Probably like literally all the same things as the teeth falling out. <laughs> Represents a certain okay, so he or she, I guess hmm. that's the person who's trying to kill you. Okay. Represents a certain quality that you are afraid of trying to escape. Afraid of and trying to escape. Oh, okay. Interesting. For example, that might be self-esteem problems or mm. trying to get a promotion, mm. but feeling like you won't live up to the expectations upon you. Mm. The person trying to kill you in the dream represents a fear of failing. Interesting. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> take that with you much to unpack yeah that one's always scary i don't like it because it feels so real and i'm like trying to like hide from this killer (laughs) not a fun time (sighs) not a fun time i also have one relatively often i love this conversation everyone's like we don't care (laughs) (laughs) like literally talking about dreams is not interesting to anyone anyone I actually find it very interesting. But I like I know, hearing people's dreams. I think it's I funny. Know generally, when someone says, oh my god, I had a dream, people are filled with dread. Yeah. They don't want to hear the rest <laughs> of it. But another one that I have often are those dreams where it doesn't seem like you're actually asleep and it seems just like you're trying to fall asleep. Mm. And then I always see a big bug run in my bed. <gasps> oh, and I then I have that. to get up. And I'm like looking, and then often I actually do get up and I'm like searching yeah. in the bed for like a big beetle. It's usually a beetle. Yeah, I I, I I get spider dreams sometimes oh. where it's like the same sort of thing, where like it you think you're awake when it's happening, and so then you actually yeah. wake yourself up, and then like that's happened to me a few times where it's like I'm like up like shaking my pillow off because yeah. I'm like, convinced that there's a bug on and it, and then you have to go like wait <laughs> wait a minute. Wait. What does a beetle in a dream mean? <laughs> okay. Protection and raising standards for yourself and oh, others nice. around you. I don't, it's coming across as very positive here, but I don't, <laughs> I, don't I have those think dreams, it, is. it doesn't feel positive. I will say that. Do you like always remember your dreams? Because they say that you dream every night. You just don't always remember it. Are you, like, one of those people that, like, you dream a lot and, like, wake up and are like, oh, I had a dream last night? I feel like I used to remember them more than I do now. Mm -hmm. But, like, I only really remember, like, bits and pieces. Like, I couldn't form, like, a full full memory of my dream. It's like, like, I was explaining, like, I was here and this was happening, but then I don't know what happened after that. I feel like I don't dream a ton or I don't like remember them, you know, like I, yeah. like the Tim Hortons one was so exciting to me because <laughs> I woke up and well, I like coffee. remembered it. Um, but yeah, it's like maybe like once a week I'll wake up and be like, oh, I had a dream last night. Yeah. But it's not I like I feel every like night. since I've had to like take like Benadryl or like melatonin mm-hmm. for like sleep. Oh. It's either, it's one of two things. It's mm-hmm. either like nothing at all and I can't remember it mm-hmm. or it's like crazy 
what happened what is that what does that mean kind of dream yeah no I find that melatonin is so bad for that because like I've been taking it a lot in the past year because (laughs) insomnia um (laughs) and I find that like whenever I take it I dream so much and I never feel well rested (laughs) no never never are you like that too? Like, I know my mom and I are like that, where it's like if we like have like a night where we're like dreaming a lot and like we remember it, like you don't feel well rested because it's like it all. never feels like your brain shut off almost. Oh. <laughs> I also feel like sometimes just like taking the melatonin like makes me feel like I'm awake more, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm asleep and I'm like <laughs> high alert. Oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask our audience a question or for a recommendation. If any of you know of something that helps somebody sleep, yeah. Aside from melatonin, aside from taking something like Benadryl or Neocitrin or Gravol, do let me know because your girl is struggling. <laughs> that um the David's tea mother's little helper or mm. whatever that was good for like a little bit for me yeah. and then it, as with everything just stops working i know well that's where i'm at with the neocitrin this is another interesting topic that we can go <laughs> on um our inability to sleep i you know had really been taking a lot of melatonin earlier in the pandemic and that worked for like the first little while it was really good but then it got to a point where like i said I was dreaming a lot. I would wake up a lot overnight. Like, it would help me fall yeah. asleep, but I, like, wouldn't stay asleep. And I just, like, never felt re- well-rested when I took it. And so then I started taking Neocitrin, which probably brilliant. is not healthy. It um, <laughs> <That> was brilliant. <laughs> and, like, it worked really well for a little while. Like, for the first, excuse me, week or two that I was taking it, it was great. I would take, like, half of a packet mix it in with some water drink that before bed and like it would knock me out I would also feel really nice and not congested in the morning it was great bonus um but I've taken it the last couple of nights and I'm like not falling asleep any quicker like I'm just like laying there and like tossing and turning for like two hours and then like I eventually fall asleep but I'm like I would really like to just like fall asleep when I'm going to bed (laughs) why is it so hard to do the thing that you literally have to do and it's like I I get that like clearly like subconsciously I must be like stressed out god knows about what (laughs) it's such a calm year but it's like I literally just like I feel fine when I'm going to bed I feel tired when I'm going to bed and then the minute I lay down and put my head on my pillow I am wide awake and I just I can't turn my brain off I also feel like for me all the time, it just like even like pre-pandemic, it feels like I'll be so tired downstairs mm-hmm. or like on the couch, just like so like, yes, go to bed. And yeah. The second I get up and start getting ready for bed, I'm awake again. And then I it know. doesn't come back. It doesn't, it doesn't ever come back. I know. And it's like I've tried like listening to ASMR and stuff like that. And it's just like, I don't know, nothing seems to be working right now, which is really frustrating because like... For the couple of weeks where the neo was working, like, I felt so good. Yeah. Like, it was amazing what getting, like, a good night's sleep did for, like, my mental health. Everything. <laughs> yeah. I felt so good. And, like, ugh, I just don't want to go back to, like, being exhausted all the time. No. So, if anybody has any suggestions, please <laughs> let, let me know. <laughs> let us know. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> we need to sleep. Yeah. Ugh. I just don't know what else to do. Oh, it's just... 
It's so stressful. Like, not being able to sleep is, like, really... Because then you start getting mad at yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you're in bed going, like, oh, <laughs> just fall asleep. Yeah, and it's, like, I've... Since I was, like, little, I've, like, gone through these phases where, like, I have, like, great difficulty sleeping. And, like, I think a lot of it, like, stems from, like, my anxiety because then, like, when I can't sleep, I get so anxious. And then, obviously, that's not helping me try to fall asleep because I'm laying there, like, having a fucking anxiety attack, crying because I can't sleep. So, it's a whole big mess. So, I don't know. Like, short of taking, like, edibles every night, I'm, like, genuinely not sure what I'm supposed to (laughs) be doing. Like, what what am I meant to do? Like, what am I meant to do? Somebody tell me something. <laughs> Nothing. Just lay there questioning everything it's that's ever happened. so awful. I hate it. No, it's so bad. Otherwise, how are you? Oh, oh, right. I guess that is how we got onto that <laughs> tangent in the first place. You were telling me how you were doing. Um, I'm also doing okay. Um, what is What is there to say? I... I wish I had something like fun to report, you know, like I wish I wish I could say something and be like, I know. I'm fantastic. And this is why there's nothing like there's nothing going on. No, I mean, like, I'm fine. I'm, you know, getting by <laughs> doing our best, um, gearing up to do my taxes. Is that interesting? That's fun. <laughs> no. That's something. Um. Yeah, I've I've got nothing. I'm okay, you know? It's fine. It's it uh, is what it is. At press time it's it Wednesday, <laughs> so we're more than halfway through the work week. That's great. Um, That's something. I feel like despite the fact that the days have gone by slowly, I feel like this week is going by relatively quickly. Yes. Yes. And uh, it's it's been very sunny all week. Been very sunny. It's fucking twenty after six and it's not completely dark out. A whim. So, We're getting there. We're getting there. That is exciting. I have felt like that's made a difference with the old seasonal depression. Yeah. Like she is maybe on her way out. She's the other two the are still there. <laughs> yes. The regular in the pandemic. They're still chilling, but the it's seasonal. Like a three, it's like a three-seater couch. And now one <laughs> is like kind of sort of like closing their legs a little bit. And it's like, oh. There's more room for these two to settle in. So that's good, at least. Maybe we can get one of those knocked off the list. (laughs) Just that's all we ask. Just one. Just let us breathe. I can I can manage with the other two. Just we're used to. We're used to her. Uh, Have there have you been consuming any content in the past week? Um any culture. (laughs) Any culture, any content. What have I been doing? I'm rewatching The Office, as mentioned. Classic. Um, Disney Plus has added a bunch of shows, so I'm forcing my parents to watch Criminal Minds with me now because <gasps> yes. they haven't watched that. So it's very like Zoe forcing them to watch things. Quarantine hour, like that's kind that. of what we're doing. First. Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. then The Office, now Criminal Minds. Yeah, but you're, like, hitting them with, like, very, like, iconic shows. Right? It's like, just things that I know. My dad is fully obsessed with the show The Mentalist. Like, oh, I don't know if okay. you've ever seen that. I've never watched it, but I am familiar. He's He watched that, like, when it was on. When it was on. Mm-hmm. And then he just, it was just on Amazon Prime. Okay. So he just like rewatched it recently and it's like it's a pretty like I think there's like a good amount of seasons and Mm -hmm. each season is like a good amount of episodes 
and he pulled an us and was like done in five days or something ridiculous. Sure. I was like, how sure. did you, how did you manage that? So I was like, Criminal Minds feels like very, oh up yeah, your alley for that. And CSI, he's like taped mm. every single episode on the PBR. So like, sure, sure, it's up, it's up the alley. So I'm forcing them to do that. <laughs> X Files is on there too, so I want to rewatch that, but mm-hmm. I haven't dove in, dived in yet. I'm about to dove in. <laughs> dove in. Um, otherwise, I've just been kind of off of podcasts. Mm, I feel I that. can't, like, I'll start one and then, like, my attention is just, like, not there. So mm-hmm. I'll have to, like, listen to music. But I have been listening to our February playlist quite a bit. It's yes. up now on Spotify. Honestly, Pod, check that True. out. Logan so lovingly put together the track list with all of our picks and then made cute little artwork that's so lovely the january one also slaps so if you're looking for a new music recommendations not all new some are old some but new, some old but hey maybe new to you even if they're exactly. old you know so a lot of that that's really all i've been doing the thought of like i keep wanting to watch a movie but like mm. i don't like i really don't know what i want to watch yeah so that's really all I'm doing. Just that playlist and then shows that I've already seen. <laughs> I love that. No, I, I feel that. I've been um I've been like watching older movies that I've never seen before. Like my mom and I have been like going on a real journey of her like showing me movies from yeah. like not even like that long ago, but like stuff from like the eighties or like the seventies yeah. that I hadn't seen before. It's like we watched nine to five um a couple weeks ago we watched 48 hours beverly hills cop yeah um so it's been fun um but yeah in terms of like newer movies oh i watched the favorite which i mean like that's not new okay. it came out in like 2018 but they put it on disney plus with like that new star thing that they yeah. added um gonna be honest didn't get it did not get the hype around it it had some like it had some good moments and like was obviously well acted but like overall yeah. i was just kind Is of the like favorite the the queen yeah one? it's the queen one Sorry. it's with um olivia coleman and rachel veitz and yes. emma stone um yeah i just it was fine I really liked the middle of it. I feel like the beginning was a bit slow and then the end just didn't feel like, I don't know, like conclusive enough or something, but then also not like, I don't know. It just like, it was, it wasn't for me and that's okay. (laughs) What can I say? It wasn't for me. It was obviously like a critically acclaimed film. So like, I guess it's kind of funny for like me as somebody who knows nothing to sit here and be like, (laughs) I didn't care for it, but Um, I'm going to say it. It was bad. (laughs) Like Olivia Coleman won an Oscar and I, I surely think that was deserved. She's a fantastic um, actress, but the (laughs) film overall was maybe not something I enjoyed that much, but that's okay. I'm glad that I'm trying new things. Yeah. Branching out. Branching out. Um, I finished watching The Sopranos. It came to an end last night. Um, and I am, I literally feel like there is like a void in my soul. That fucking gabagool shaped hole. A gabagool shaped (laughs) hole, title of the app. Um, no, I, 
Damn. It's... Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Again, I feel, like, silly talking <laughs> about it because I'm like, this is a show that came out, like, 20-plus years ago. And, like, here I am being like, wow, it was really good. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> this, like, critically acclaimed show. And I'm like, you know, good. other people said they liked it, but... I liked it. I I'll liked say it. it. That might be controversial, but I like The Sopranos. Um, it's just, it's so, it's been, it was interesting watching it at this point in time, having already seen shows like Breaking Bad mm-hmm. or Mad Men that have main characters that are so obviously influenced by The Sopranos and Tony Soprano as a character. Um, it's just like, not to sound like a Twitter meme, but like, truly the blueprint right there (laughs) like that was like like the sopranos was really like the first like prestige tv show like hbo like changed the game with that and it's like if it weren't for the sopranos like we wouldn't have shows like breaking bad now which is insane um it's so good i think like it's not perfect like to me breaking bad is a perfect show like there's nothing about that show that i would change i'm a breaking bad stan (laughs) She stands. With The Sopranos, there are some things for me where it was kind of uneven, and there were some things where I was like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know? But I think, like, at the time it came out, I totally get why people were like, this was the greatest show ever made. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, I have to concur. I have to concur. I think, like, I totally get it. And I think it really did, like, impact like everything after that like tv was so greatly changed by the sopranos um it was so good and so now i'm doing the thing that i always do when i get obsessed with something where i'm like i need to read every article i've ever (laughs) written about this show because i'm like i want to see what other people think and i want to get other people's opinions on like different things that happened in different characters and obviously it has like a super like ambiguous ending that like people have been arguing about for like 15 years <laughs> the um, fact that it came out that long ago was really I know. shocking it ended in 2007 and then i think breaking bad premiered the next year so that's crazy God. like it's just it's so insane to think breaking bad feels like so much more recent than it I is i know like a lot it, yeah, because Breaking Bad ran from, I think, 2008 to 2013, or 2014. Um, I guess 2013, because I was watching it around that time. I started watching it, like, just after it finished. But, yeah, it's, like, it's so weird thinking. I was like, oh, these shows were just, like, on while I was in elementary school. Yeah. Like, I had, like, no I no, like, they weren't on my radar. Like, this was not No, and I then you, watching. like, revisited them so much later, even though yeah. it does not feel like it was <laughs> that much later at all. I know. So are we having a midlife crisis? I think so. Are something. we? Are we having a quarter life? I think there's something going on. Yeah, like let's hope it's quarter life, not <laughs> midlife. Quarter That's quarter life. Kind of well, we never know. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking tea. Um. Yeah. So finish the Sopranos. Very sad about that. It's like always such a bummer. Like when you finish something like that that you've been watching for such a long time. Especially, like, now. Like, it was already a bummer, like, before the quarantine, but, like, when there's literally nothing else going on but, like, your TV shows that you're Mm -hmm. watching, when you end one that's so good and has so many episodes just kind of, like, sustain you. (laughs) Like, when it ends, you're like, okay, now I have to figure out what else to do. Exactly. And it's, like, it had just become, like, part of, like, our little routine. Like, my mom and I would, like, watch an episode or two, like, with dinner, like, in the evening and stuff like that. And it just, like, that was, like, our little, like, weekday routine. <laughs> little treat. And so now it's like, oh, 
now we have to find something else to watch. And like, not that there's like any shortage of things to watch, but it's also one of those shows where it was like, as soon as we finished watching it, I was like, oh, I want to go back and start it from the beginning. <laughs> start over. Now knowing what you know. Well, exactly. Over. And it's just like, again, it's one of those shows where like the character development is like really incredible for some of the characters. And it's just like, I mean, basically by the end, like so many of the people that you've like grown to know and love are dead. And so it's just like, I just want to go back and see it at the beginning when everybody yeah. still had like that innocence before yeah. everything completely went to shit. So... I'm I'm sad but like wow what an iconic show I'm really happy that like quarantine gave me an opportunity to like finally discover that and watch it um so finished that I also watched the finally watched the Britney Spears documentary oh um, me too I forgot that I literally watched wow that what a clown yeah. let's chat let's chat I feel like I had kind of like already seen it based on like every yeah discourse that was happening on Twitter but <laughs> yeah uh, I really hate the the um, paparazzi guy. Mm, yeah, scum of the earth. Really didn't like him. Really yeah. didn't care for him. Uh, really infuriated me when he was like, well, she didn't say to stop. And then the person's like, but what about when she said to stop? And he's like, well, she meant that time, not just he, generally. He meant, like in that like specific <laughs> moment, not forever. Sir. Oh, God. Sir? Yeah, I mean, like, None of it was, like, really, like, a shock, I guess. Like, I think we all kind of, like, generally knew what, you know, had gone on. And, I mean, it's just, like, it was so awful to see it so condensed like that. Um, but it's just, like, mm-hmm. wow. Like, we we really just let that happen to her, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, not like, like we, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were children. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, 12 years old. But, like... It's so crazy now to look, like, at the clips of the interviews and stuff and just, like, imagine, like, the questions that they were asking her if they asked, like, someone like Ariana Grande yeah. or, like, Billie Eilish right now, the kind of reaction that would happen I would know. be so different. Just, like, an old man being, like, are you a virgin Like to a I teenage know. girl? Very weird. It's so disgusting. I'm, like, I'm so, like, grateful that we've at least gotten to a point where like blatant questions like that would be unacceptable and like would not be allowed to be asked but it's like there's still so much work that needs to be done and it's just like it's just so awful and like the whole conservatorship is just like such bullshit because like I don't know like I don't think this is just me being like a naive Britney stan but it's just like to me it seems so obvious that it was just like she was somebody who had like a mental health episode completely yeah. based on the situation that she was in. Yeah. Like, I think that's what spurred that. And yeah, I don't doubt that there was like a period of time where like, maybe she needed to be under the care of somebody, yeah. but like, it's pretty clear that like, she's capable of like managing things for herself now and doesn't need her father to be in charge of everything. And then the fact that she's literally like, I'm okay with having this still, but I just don't want it to be him. Yes. Like, okay like why can't we do that like why can't that there's no reason he has to be the person when a bank could literally do it as well and also like a bank is more qualified to be managing these things yeah Yeah, it's so so interesting how like spun everything was like Mm -hmm. the like we already know the story but like when she buzzed her head yeah we we found that out after and like they talked about it in the documentary but like also the umbrella thing 
the fact that they followed her to the house and then something bad happens on top of that and then they followed her somewhere else like of course she's gonna hit you with the umbrella you deserve to be hit with an umbrella exactly it's just it's such a sad story and it's like like obviously it seems like she's doing well now but it's just like it's so unfortunate and like i think it's really great of her that she's basically been like i'm not working until something changes yeah because i'm not gonna let you keep making money off of me when you're literally doing nothing but keeping me hostage in my own home basically it was literally such a good point that that lawyer made too where it's like like basically britney's paying for her lawyers and their lawyers to fight against her so like everything is her money so how is that there's a huge conflict of interest and i'm like how is this allowed also suspect let me know how you feel about this Mm. or if i'm exaggerating okay but the two women who have the podcast Mm -hmm. about britney's instagram so the way they were presenting themselves was very like we're here to help britney who's being exploited Mm -hmm. but like their whole shtick Mm -hmm. is them making fun of her instagram essentially yeah well like i feel like you're obviously like i don't know if making fun of it's right but like talking about her instagram mm-hmm. so i don't like i feel like that is also a little bit exploitative <laughs> to make your whole thing that and then be like we can't have this happen to her yeah i feel like some of the people that were a part of that documentary that were kind of like in that camp of like hardcore free Britney troopers. Yeah. Like I totally agree. Hashtag free Britney. I yeah. think there's some bullshit going on there. But I do think that mentality with some people veers a little bit into like cult like behavior. Yeah. Or like conspiracy theories where I'm like, maybe we need to just rein that in a little bit. I'm not saying you're yeah. wrong. I'm just saying maybe it's not as deep as you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> And I just, I just think, like, if you're there being, like, oh, the media is, like, exploiting this woman who's having health, but then, like, your podcast is going mm-hmm. through her Instagram and trying to, like, decipher what codes she's sending you, and it's yeah. obviously, like, a comedy podcast, I'm pretty sure the two of them have a show on Karen and George's network right now, oh, also. Oh, interesting. So, like... I don't know, like, I just... Something about that rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, I also thought it was kind of, like interesting what I think it was again what maybe one of the lawyers said but being like you know if you are looking at her Instagram and thinking she's sending messages then like you're Mm -hmm. gonna read into things and you're gonna think that everything's a message and it's like maybe she is communicating via her Instagram like I don't know I I'm not that deep into it maybe she is I'm not gonna sit here and say that she's not but I also think that like people are seeing what they want to see and they are seeing they want something to justify this like whole free britney movement and they want to think like oh yes we're doing the right thing and it's like not saying that they're not but you see what you want to see and you can convince yourself to like further your agenda yeah like it's that what's that called uh, the confirmation bias thing. Oh, like, yeah. You're just, you're just, like, seeking out things that prove what you think already. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so if you comment, like, Brittany, like, wear a yellow shirt if, like, you need our help. And then the next video is her wearing a yellow shirt. You're going to be like, that's it. 
But then you're not taking into account that, like, the last, like, five videos she posted, <laughs> she's also wearing a yellow shirt. Like, it's exactly. just, like, it's just, like, yeah, of course you're going to find something. You could say anything and find it. But, That's, like you said, like, not, yeah. like, it's not true. It could be, but. Yeah, it's, like, I'm certainly more on the side of hashtag free Britney yeah. than I am not on that side. But I'm also not at the point where I'm, like, scouring her Instagram looking yeah. for clues. I also feel like the documentary did not, um, like, take to task Justin Timberlake as much as I thought it would. Oh, Based on what people were saying. I would agree. Based on, like, what everyone was talking about, like, after it first came out, I was like, oh, they must, like, really go into, like, great detail about, like, their relationship and, like, the aftermath of all of that. But it was, like, they really only spent, like, a couple minutes on it. And it was kind of just, like, shit that we already knew. Like, he's obviously a jackass and, like, made jokes about sleeping with her and how she lied about being a virgin and, you know, how he profited off of her cheating on him, quote, unquote. Um, but yeah, they really didn't spend that much time on it. And I was like, honestly, drag him him further to hell. Like, (laughs) right? I wanted to see more of that. I also, like, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, it was you. You, like, retweeted something or tweeted an article someone said. But that was very much, like, her, like, being, like, very, like, in control of her own, like, sexuality. Mm -hmm. And, like, not realizing that she's, like, literally a teenager and that's not at all what was happening. was very awkward to watch. Thank you for bringing that up because I did want to talk about that article. So, Tavi Gevinson wrote a really, really, really good piece for The Cut. Um, about the Framing Britney documentary um, and just about her own experiences as a woman. Um, And yes, and I read her piece before watching the doc, so like I might have been a little biased going into it, but I do feel like the documentary tried to kind of frame her as like a feminist icon, like reclaiming her sexuality as my friend on twitter said like very like hashtag girl boss boss. energy like it was that um and so it's like it's it's not like i'm like not to say that like once she was like an adult like that she wasn't like in control of that and like you know was comfortable with like the sexuality and all of that but it's like she was literally on the cover of rolling stone when she was a teenager like in you know little pj underwear type things like in her childhood bedroom like in like very like provocative poses yeah. and it's obviously supposed to like evoke something being like oh likes and like just like the baby one more time video it's like she's yeah. in a schoolgirl outfit and it's just like you know obviously looking at it now in terms of like it's not like whoa that was so like yeah revealing and like crazy and like sexy and stuff but, but it's there just were like implications <laughs> that's exactly it. it's like the implication of it all yeah. and it's just like it's not fair to her to be like oh she like had all this autonomy and she was calling the shots and it's like no she wasn't she was 16 years old yeah she can't consent to that there's like no world in which like it's appropriate to like do like a sexually suggestive photo shoot with a child like and that was just like that was just very much skimmed over in the documentary it was like Mm -hmm. oh my god yes like in charge of like herself and her sexuality and like who she was which is great like I don't doubt that she is very much like Mm -hmm. that now as an adult woman yeah but as a 16 year old girl I don't think that that was it yeah (laughs) I think 
I do think that they were kind of like rewriting history with it. Um, and the the quote that I pulled from the Tavi Gevinson piece was, it is absurd to discuss her image from that time as though she existed in a vacuum where she was mm-hmm. figuring out her sexuality on her own terms rather than in an economy where young women's sexuality is rapidly commodified until they are old enough to be discarded. There you go. Points are made. I would highly recommend um, for those people listening, if you haven't read Tavi's piece, go read it. It was so, 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 so good. Um, and it was actually interesting because she specifically in that article talks about Bowen and Matt from Las Culturistas because they talked about the Britney documentary there a week or two ago on their podcast. And like they were very much like kind of doing the same thing that the documentary did where it's just like oh my god like good for her like you know feminist icon like she was reclaiming her sexuality and it's just like no no one hears why like (laughs) like i don't know like in a in a world that we all in a world i sound like a movie (laughs) Um, we live in a society (laughs) we live in a society like in a world where like the most like searched category of porn is like teen to like have a 16 year old girl in like a little schoolgirl outfit dancing like that's not for her and like don't don't act like that is for her and it's like such a like go girl you did it yeah it's that's not for her that's not no, for her. it's not for her to, you know, decide or make those choices or be like, oh, no, this is I'm doing this because I'm reclaiming this yeah. narrative or whatever. It's like, it's, you're not you're 16. You're being exploited. Um, and it like, yeah, I wish the documentary had gone more into that side of things, yeah. because I think that that's like a really important thing to talk about in like the bigger discussion about Britney and her career. Um and yeah, like you said, we live in a society where women are valuable until they're about 21. Yeah. And then, and, and like you said, it's like the most searched porn category is like teen. Yeah. And, you know, you just like, you think about how many men are dating like fairly legal girls. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, oh, well, she's 18. So it's the age of consent. So it's fine. And it's just like, all oh, right, I forgot that as soon as the clock strikes midnight yeah. on a girl's 18th birthday, everything's fine. Oh, I could like truly like rant about this for ages, but it's so gross. Anyway, that the documentary was good. I enjoyed no, it. It was good. Yeah. If anybody hasn't seen it, I would recommend it. They finally put it on Crave for those of us in yes. Canada. <laughs> That's exactly why we watched it. So fucking pissed. Like, when it first came out, all I wanted to do was watch it. And it couldn't because it wasn't available in Canada. And then, like, the minute Crave put it on, I was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. The only I thought of something else I watched. Oh, oh yes. Go, no, go, continue. Go, continue. Go, no, go. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just us yelling for the next, like, hour. No, you. No, you go. No, you go. <laughs> Another thing that I just remembered I watched mm. this weekend was the um, Drag Race Weird COVID quarantine oh, special right. thing. right. Um, could have gone without it, gonna sure. be honest. Yeah. I don't think, I think they could have just had a, we don't have an episode this week because uh, COVID. And then yeah. just. But I don't get on. it because like they did have an episode. Like. <laughs> it didn't yeah it doesn't make sense when they released it because like maybe at the end of the season if you did the documentary of like how hard it was to like mm-hmm. film things during, it was just 
it was weird and it was just like kind of dramatic and it felt like inappropriately dramatic at points like there's a a whole part where they're like talking about how like I don't doubt this was very hard and that like it's gonna be like obviously a different situation like queens of past seasons had an advantage that these queens didn't have Mm -hmm. but basically there was a whole segment where they were like talking about how hard it was because when they were asked to come on the show no fabric stores or shoe stores or anything were open oh so like they couldn't like get things they need to make their dresses or like couldn't Mm -hmm. find people to like make their outfits for them and it's like I can appreciate that that's hard yeah. It just feels very weird at, like, a time when, like, people's <laughs> loved ones are dying to be, like, I had no shoes. It just it just feels like, it, okay. Yeah. okay. feels a little bit, like, read the room. Like, maybe this yeah. isn't what we need to be, like, complaining about right now. <laughs> like, it just, like, and then it's, like, so many of them had COVID. <laughs> like. Wait, really? Yeah, like, so many people were, like, and then I tested positive for COVID. Like, oh, shit. What? Like. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was, it just didn't feel very necessary. But I mean, if you're like looking for something to watch, yeah, it was fine. It's like at forty five minutes or something. Like it wasn't long at all. It was just yeah, it might be one of those things that I like put in put on in the background, like while exactly. I'm doing something else. But yeah, yeah. like I I didn't feel the need to like rush out and watch <laughs> it last watch weekend. That. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, maybe it's, like, something different than what I'm expecting. Yeah. And it wasn't. Also, <laughs> very strange. If you go to Candy Muse's Twitter, you'll see yeah. this. But everyone was just, like, had a filter on. Like, they put a weird filter With on. the weird orange lips. Yeah, and everyone, yeah. everyone looked really, like, sickly pale and then had orange lips. It I was saw screenshots so of strange. it. And I was like, what is that? They it it was very dramatic. It was very dramatic. They had RuPaul doing like the voiceovers, and it felt like what's that show? I can't think of what it is. Six is it sixty minutes? I think it's yes, sixty minutes. minutes. What's that person who's like? And then they (laughs) run out for their day, like scouring to find what they need to get by like it was like oh that kind of voice i was like is sarah mclaughlin gonna start singing arms of the In angel, the arms oh. of the angel. <laughs> it felt very that for a lot of it i'm like this is like the tone is like weird it's yeah weird. it's like it's weird what it, i haven't watched it but like what it sounds like is like they should have either gone completely in the direction of making it completely over the top and yes. like a fucking SPCA commercial and making yes. it like crazy dramatic or just like done like a, a standard like this is what happened. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like two in the middle of both yeah. those things where I was like, this makes me feel weird. I don't mm. like this. Interesting. And the orange filter was off-putting it's not a good look yeah i saw screenshots of all of them and i was like god you look awful they look bad bad. i also feel like it had like a lot of certain queens and then some i was like wait where where are they (laughs) what happened to them (laughs) it yeah it feels weird to have like a documentary about like how hard a season was to film when the season's like still going on like it hasn't ended yet yeah it does feel like something they either should have aired like leading up to the season Mm -hmm. 
or like you said like after it finishes like before the reunion and like yeah. the finale or whatever and also it's like did we need this no like obviously it was <laughs> challenging to film like I think like anybody would be aware of the fact that like during a pandemic it's probably a bit of a challenge to figure out how to film a reality competition show like it's yeah it it wasn't needed it also just like puts more into perspective how long this season is <laughs> because you're like wait it's still not over something else is UK has mm. two episodes left and this one is still going I on. I love because didn't UK start like a week after this yeah. one like they didn't start at the same time so UK <laughs> yes. started later and it's gonna finish sooner like way before oh way my before god it ends. Oh, so crazy yeah it just like I was so pissed when I, like, found out that they were doing this, like, weird, like, COVID episode. Because I'm just like, why are you dragging out an already long season? And it's like, I'm not complaining that the season's long because it's like, I love Drag Race. And it's like, I'll sit there and watch it for however long. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to complain about that. But it's just like, it just feels weird. It's like, like, what is the point of you dragging this out so much? Drag. (laughs) Oh, bitch. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, like, there's no reason to do this. And it's, like, it obviously is annoying some people to the point where they won't continue to watch yeah. it. Like, you're I gonna also, lose people. I think it was such a fucking bitch move to do this the week before Snatch Game. Because, yes. like, the last real episode, they did the little teaser for next week. And they're, like, on the next episode, it's Snatch Game. And then and it so wasn't. <laughs> we were all stoked about that. And then they're, like, just kidding. We're getting a clip show about COVID. <laughs> <laughs> also like one cat that's so insane i also I like know. because of it being like pushed back <laughs> because of snatch game being pushed back like they did like a teaser i don't know if you saw that where it's no. like here's got well they showed like got mixed snatch game like who she's doing and <laughs> it's like okay i would have liked to just I like to be surprised. Right? But now we know at least one person that's going to be... Damn. Well, don't tell me. I I want to be be blown away. (laughs) And you will be. (laughs) Mark my words. Mark my words. So it's just very... my God. Very weird choices by the uh, drag race team. (laughs) Yeah. Feels odd. But you know what? Love that for them. (laughs) Don't do love that for us, but I, love that They're doing for something, and that's something. <laughs> hey. Hey. Good for them. Hey. Um, the only other thing that I've been consuming Consumes. this week is I started listening to a new podcast. Ooh. It's not like a new podcast. It's been around for a little while, but <laughs> new Good to me. Um, it's called Shut Up Evan, and it's hosted by Evan Ross Katz, who okay. I think like everyone probably follows yeah. on Twitter because he's fantastic um yeah I don't know why it took me so long to like start listening to it like it was kind of like it was like the same like thing with Lost Culturistas where it's like I had followed Matt and Bowen for so long and I was like why have I not listened to your podcast (laughs) this seems like something I would love you know and so I was looking for something to listen to last week and I was like oh I'll listen to oh it was because Tavi Gevinson was on Shut Up Evan and so I was like oh that'll be fun like I just think she's such like a smart funny person that I'd love to hear her interview so I listened to that episode and I really liked it and like Evan does such a good job of interviewing guests um 
and it's just like he just has such like salient comments on like as he calls it internet culture and gay shit so (laughs) those are like two things that are right up my alley um so I went back and listened to a few other episodes he does has one with Katya which was so good um he has one with Charisma Carpenter who of course plays Cordelia in the Buffyverse from last summer so it was before all of this Joss Whedon stuff had like officially come out um but I mean it was so interesting to hear her talk about that without talking about that you know like (laughs) hinting there were were hints there was a suggestion (laughs) of um mistreatment um so I'm definitely looking forward to going back and listening to some of the other episodes with people that I am interested in um but yeah other than that I Again, the February monthly mix, as Zoe already mentioned. Little um, plug. Little plug. I don't want to like toot our own horns, but I think it's really good again. I think it's like, it's very fun because I think we have at the same time, like very similar and very different tastes mm-hmm. in music somehow at the same time. I yeah. But I think it, it somehow works together quite nicely. Yeah. It's, it's been really fun. It's, I really liked making them the last two months where it's just like we each have like a few suggestions and then it's fun to like figure out how to like place everything and like have it flow and it flows I like to mess it up by being like put a Greta Van Fleet song in it but but I find a way I find a way um life finds a way and I find a way um but yeah it's fun because it's just like okay, there's a Taylor Swift song, there's a Greta Van Fleet song, there's a Boney M M song, there's a Victoria Monet song. It's like, how do we get these all into something that kind of makes sense? (laughs) It works. And it's fun. So, I don't know. The January and February ones have both been really good, and I'm, like, already so excited to make marches. And it's perfect, because, like, if you're bored of listening to things, which mm-hmm. like is happening more and more because of how often I'm just listening to podcasts or music yeah. to work <laughs> or like just walk around, mm-hmm. like if you just want something to like break it up, something new, they're short and sweet. They're short and sweet. I like I actually love that because it's like I am typically like one of those people that it's like I'll make like a 17 hour playlist yes. and I'm like this could be longer still. Yeah. Um, like I normally love the a long 70s playlist. And 80s ones. <laughs> Just one that can go for days and days. But I actually love, like, the one so far been, like, 10 or 11 tracks. I actually love that so much. Yeah. And I think it's such a good little, like, little taste. It's very, like, I'm very excited by them. I'm going to punch my hands some more. (laughs) I'm very excited by them. And I think that you should listen if you haven't already. Yeah, go check them out on Spotify. Link is in our bio on various places. Yeah. Go. Go like and listen, and um, yeah, I don't know. Send us song suggestions. Yes. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Maybe we'll start listening to it, and it'll make it onto a playlist. <gasps> Exciting! I think we actually got a DM by a band too, being like, "We listened to your, I we saw that. your playlist." Oh my god, that's cute. I love that. Yeah. I like. I'm not good at checking DMs. No, same. <laughs> I feel really bad about it. I also just like have a panic when people like message me on things. Oh my I don't God, know I why. Know. <laughs> I think it's social anxiety. Little social it's anxiety. Like, no, things. no. Yeah, no. no. I feel that. That's that's relatable. It's a relatable <laughs> moment. 
What's going on in the world? Anything you want to chat about? Um, in the I culture? feel <laughs> I feel like we have to touch on a couple of things okay. that have happened this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them I know you want to talk about, so I'll leave that. I'll leave that coming up. Okay. But I think we build have to, to just <laughs> build to that because I know that's that's one that keeps coming up where I'm like, we need to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> but I think we would be remiss. <laughs> Not to talk about the James Charles of it all. Mm. James Charles. James Charles. <laughs> sister. Bye, sister. Once again. Talk about um, bye, sister. So, um, I there's no way to really say it other than James Charles keeps outing himself as a predator. Yeah. It's really, it's really the best you can say that. <laughs> um, a 16-year-old boy, I think 16-year-old boy who is a fan of James Charles and who identified himself as a fan of James Charles um, came out and said that um, James Charles was unsolicited sending him nude pictures and requesting that he send him nude pictures back saying weird and sexually suggestive things to him Um, they talked about it on um, the latest H3 Frenemies Oh, I hadn't gotten that far, but... <laughs> they get there and they show, like, I guess the kid made a video about it. And oh, they show, shit. like, the screenshots and stuff he said. And he's saying weird, weird stuff Ooh. that cannot be interpreted in another way to this child. Um, In his apology, because, of course, he did a notes apology. Of course. We love. You can't, you can't do anything <laughs> without doing a little notes apology and oh. to get you off the hook in your mind because mm-hmm. immediately the day after this news broke, he tweeted "Good morning" with a little sunshine emoji. So I like it. He's not phased by this, but why would he be phased? It's happened <gasps> what seventeen other times. <laughs> Literally, in his notes app, he like completely like contradicted like what he said somewhere else or Mm -hmm. something but basically in his notes app he was like you know like we had been talking and like he misrepresented his age and like (laughs) it's his fault it's his fault not to victim he literally says not to victim blame but and then proceeds (laughs) y'all mind if i victim blame real quick (laughs) dab like he says that the kid misrepresented his age and that they had been talking and like once he found out that he was 16, he said, look, I'm uncomfortable with this. But then the kid kept messaging him still sexually suggestive things. But then, like, <laughs> earlier on in his notes app thing, he said that the kid came up on his For You Instagram mm. explore page. And he saw him and then got his Snapchat from his bio to, uh-huh. like, message him. Now, Ethan, on Frenemies... <laughs> went to the kid's Instagram Mm -hmm. and in his bio it says 16. It says how old he is right on top of his Snapchat. So I mean sometimes a six can look like a nine, I guess. That's really true. (laughs) That's really true. If you like close your eyes and you just Snapchat people that you find attractive. I, my favorite part of the James Charles apology was when he was like, going forward, I'm going to have my team ask for IDs and passports of any boys that I, you know, socialize with or whatever. I was like, yeah, that's the solution. Like, maybe stop messaging sexually suggestive things to people who are fans of you. 
I think that's an issue. That's a good first step. <laughs> that's an issue. Um, I think also when you see the number one six, <laughs> take that in as being 16. I also like... Just a note. I don't know. I'm just thinking. And it's like, I know that like teenagers now just like look better than we did when we were yes. teenagers like, they're not making the same makeup mistakes they're not making we the same makeup mistakes and like clothing mistakes that we were but mm-hmm. it's just like i just think like a 16 year olds compared to like somebody who's 19 or 20 or 21 you know like legal age like yeah. you should be able to tell the difference yeah. they look different pretty quick like a 16 year old's gonna look, like think about what we looked like when we were 16 I mean, like, and, like, listen, I get it. Like, there are, like, predatory people out there. Like, I remember being that age and, like, having men make weird comments or, like, whatever. And it's just, like, ew, do you not see how fucking young I look? But it's, like, that's what they like. (laughs) And And that's the issue. That's the problem. That's one of many problems, let's be honest. Mm. But um, that's another thing that on Frenemies, they found a clip of James Charles on... Is it Logan Paul as a podcast or Jake Paul as a podcast? It's Logan Paul and it's called Impulsive. Impulsive. I hate yes. that I know that. It's, you know, we're just like really in tune with internet culture. We're extremely online. As we're extremely before. online. So they found a clip of James Charles on Impulsive. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about um, himself and his dating life and mm-hmm. like what he's attracted to and things like that. And he said... That he thinks that he is, like, very mature for his age and that he feels like internally he's more, like, 40 years old than (gasps) the age that he actually is. And then he said, it's really unfortunate, though, because I'm not attracted to older men. (gasps) Oh, that's fucked up on so many levels. (laughs) You made it somehow worse. Oh, God. Let me know when you finish watching it because yeah I, there was a lot of stuff that they uncovered about that and the david dobrik situation i know i was intrigued because like the title teased the fact that they yeah. were going to talk about these things and then like i got like 35 40 minutes in and then the day ended and then today i was listening to keep it in lost college um but tomorrow we're diving back into that frenemies episode the skipping James past Charles, the fat phobic shit the, yeah that was a turn <laughs> that we did not like didn't need that um but when they get into the the dirt it's good yeah. It's, um, I just don't understand. I mean, I guess I do understand. It's just, like, I don't know, like, male privilege, I guess. Yeah. But it's just, like, I don't understand how he's been able to do this countless times. And each time he comes out unscathed from it and is just like, able to be like, oops, I didn't know. Like, he's literally committing a crime. <laughs> like, that's the thing that I don't understand. That's a crime soliciting nude photos from a child is a crime what like what like i feel like we're being gaslit we are being gaslit by youtube and influencers gaslit by youtube fucking ain't (laughs) that the truth it's so frustrating because i feel like i just feel like if this was like how old how old is James? He's like twenty two. I think he's maybe? like yeah, twenty one or twenty two, I think. He's Early in his twenties. He's in his twenties for sure. I just think if it was like a twenty one, twenty two year old guy soliciting nudes from a sixteen year old girl, yes. I feel like that is when people would be sounding the alarms yeah. theoretically and, you know, being like, We need to we need to stop this shit immediately because well, like, that's fucked up. 
I can't think of the name of that YouTuber now, but there was a guy like recently who was like very popular on YouTube around the time like Shane Dawson was. Mm-hmm. It's not Onision because he was in trouble for something else. Oh. But it's someone who has like a similar flippy haircut who was like asking like 13 year old girls to send him pictures. And he 13. got completely, he got like completely kicked off YouTube. Like, you, I don't think you like can find him on YouTube. Yeah, I think he's like gone. Like, it's done for him. And, and like sending messages and same, same kind of thing that James Charles is doing, but it was two girls instead of boys and i think that is interesting that you bring that up i think that definitely plays a role i think if situations were slightly different i think people would be taking it more seriously yeah but even slightly but even how seriously do they really take it anyway well that's fucking tea but i do think that because it's just like oh well it's two guys and so it's like people are just like they don't care (laughs) which is so fucked up and like Part of it, too, was, like, apparently they were just, like, he he Snapchatted the kid first. Like, James Charles found his his Snapchat in his bio and, like, started messaging him That's first. That's so fucking weird. It's weird. And then this kid was saying, like, in his video that, like, it's actually, like, really wild that that happened because, like, James Charles is, like, his favorite influencer and, like, someone that he really looks up to oh. and really admired. And he he snapped him back. Nothing, like nothing provocative quote-unquote nothing like welcoming that kind of conversation um but he was in his bathroom and james charles said oh like i see you're in the bathroom like why don't you like take off your like stuff like that like why don't you in the shower or something like things like that where it just like like, breaks my heart to know that like this kid was like such a big fan and like looked up to him and then he just gets preyed upon by this fucking predator like that just like makes me so sad he said that in the video too he's like i don't know how to feel now because like this was something that i really looked up to but i can't like look at him in the same way anymore because like i told him i was uncomfortable and he just like kept not going and sending pictures and like asking for weird things like a lot of weird like body hair like send me your armpits send me like a lot of just like not mm, okay, not that, not that. That's okay. That's a lot to unpack, and that's a lot. Like it's a lot. We can get into that at a later date because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't mentally process that Take right that now. Take that in. <laughs> sit with it for a while. Mm. Later, <laughs> all of the above. Uh, that that that's in James Charles news. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing seems to ever happen to him. Also, it goes back to like I know Trish is a bit much sure when it comes to james charles and like his friendships and stuff but it it is a valid point that she makes about like why is he friends with like a 16 year old girl Mm -hmm. and like her group of friends some of which are boys like it just yeah i remember like when all of that drama was going on between trisha and the d'amelio sisters and we were talking about this very thing about, yeah. like, James's friendship with them. And I remember at the time, I was like, well, I mean, like, I don't think it's that weird. Like, or, like I was, like, being, like, a little bit, like, more sympathetic yeah. to it. I, I think just, we like, were both like, well, that's a big accusation for, like, something like that. And I think, like, I was looking at it from, like, the perspective of, like, you know, he got famous when he was that, like, around that age. And so, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's just probably, like, you know, he relates and just, like, wants to help, like, guide her or whatever. But it's, like... 
now looking at it, I'm like a little bit less sympathetic to it. And I'm like, I yeah. do think that maybe it's a little bit weird and predatory and like, like an excuse a bit of an to be around. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Like an excuse to be around other 16 year olds or young teens. Yeah. It's, mm. it's very weird. Um, once again, like the internet really likes to like pick and choose like who gets canceled for things and like who things we can just like let it slip. Um, just because you like like people or you think people are like friendly and I think that's you know they can still be predators and they yeah. are in this case like, there's no way to like go around that issue let's just say what it is like white gay men seem to yes. get away with a lot more yes. than the average person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and that's that's, that's really the patriarchy that. at work babes let me tell you that <laughs> That is like there's there's no way around it. There's no reason that he should be. This is like what feels like the twentieth time something like this has happened. Yeah, same same sort of situation where it's like he was soliciting nudes from a child, and you're just like, well, James will be James. He's young at heart. Like I just think like like you look at people like James or like Jeffrey or Shane who have all been accused of various heinous things. And I just Mm -hmm. think that something that people need to remember is that um, misogyny benefits white gay men. Yep. (laughs) Doesn't get you off the hook. So they're capable of that. um, And in fact can benefit from it. And I think that that's something that we shouldn't forget about. Ding, ding. I don't know. Ding. Ding dong, am I right? Ding dong, absolutely. Ding ding dong. Ding dong. Ding dong. Ding dong. You can. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Very not okay. Very done. Um, David Dobrik. Quickly, I'll add mm. to that. We'll come back yeah. to it once you watch the podcast. Sure, but sure. Basically, um audio clips from views came out just like confirming everything that Seth said great was accurate like that things were racially motivated mm. and that things they knew what they were doing was bad and that they felt bad about it afterward quote unquote uh-huh um and knew that it was going to like affect him more because he was from Compton uh-huh. like a lot of stuff came out that was bad and a Incredible. lot of stuff about the Tris Tris wow <laughs> Trish situation with uh, David hiding in the shower. Mm. A lot more of that comes out that like confirms everything Trish says. Oh, amazing! So, uh, I'll leave it. Also, there's some some sketchy business going on with words and things being blocked on his YouTube channel. So, like, all there's no comments about certain things. Uh-huh. So Ethan investigated why that was by commenting things on his and then commenting things on his own channel. Uh-huh. And like he thought maybe, oh, these words are just being blocked by YouTube. Mm-hmm. Nope, just on David's just channel. On David's. That's so interesting. That's all I'll say about that. I'll wait for you to watch it and Ethan Klein is my favorite me. investigative journalist. <laughs> He is. Also, he tweeted James Charles during the podcast. Um, he quote retweeted the Good Morning Sunshine 
tweet and said, are you enjoying the last sunshine, sunshiny days before you go to prison or something like that? Like something like better enjoy the sun before you go to prison. Oh my God. Ethan just like says whatever the fuck he wants. Right? It's kind of admirable. It's kind of, it is. It kind of is. (laughs) But that's, that's today in YouTube for you. What a nightmare this place. This week in YouTube. God. Okay. Well, going in like the opposite direction of YouTube and going over to Netflix and that yeah, world yeah. for a minute. I feel like every few months <laughs> I have to come on this fucking podcast and change my stance on Taylor Swift. Just kidding. I'm not changing it. I've always no. been conflicted when it comes to her, but you know, the pendulum swings both ways. Near months ago, and boy, he doesn't swing. Near months ago, I was like number one Taylor fan because yeah. she gave us two two bops of an album. You know, um, but unfortunately, I have to come here today and say that Miss Taylor is <laughs> fucked up again. And in a in a in a way that is not even. It's not even like she was saying something necessary and then no. accidentally misspoke. It was just like a really unnecessary situation all around. No. So for those of you who have somehow managed to avoid this, <laughs> God bless you. I wish I were you. Um, what's it like? What's it like to not be extremely online and to know peace? I don't know her. Taylor Swift was right when she said, I could never give you peace. <laughs> not wrong, bitch. You she never can. Um so there's this new show on Netflix called Ginny and Georgia, which I was already opposed to prior to this because it is a blatant ripoff of Gilmore Girls. Okay. It's like this like mother-daughter duo. The mom had the daughter when she was young and they moved to some like East Coast small <laughs> okay. town. Sounds familiar. The whole thing just seemed super sketchy to me and I was like, I don't need to go down this road. So anyway, Ginny and Georgia had a throwaway joke we'll say in one of their Mm -hmm. episodes that says what do you care you go through men faster than taylor swift which like first of all a very like outdated joke i would say like that was my issue with it more than anything where i was just like are we really making jokes about taylor swift's love life in the year 2021 yeah it's is that what we're doing it's not it's not fu- it's not a fresh and funny joke. It's just like, yeah, that was the obvious joke to me. It's like that's something that would have been funny in like 2011. Yeah. You know? Would have been like, oh, that's a real knee slapper. Yeah. Um, but it just feels kind of like done. Like we were past that. Anyway. Yeah. So rather than um sitting back and counting her millions and millions of dollars and yeah. minding her own business and, you know, texting a friend, Being writing a in a journal, <laughs> um, Taylor took to Twitter. As they always do. And she said, Hey, Ginny in Georgia, 2010 called and it wants its lazy, deeply sexist joke back. How about we stop degrading hardworking women by defining this horseshit as funny? Also, at Netflix, after Miss Americana, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. Heartbreaking emoji. Happy Women's History Month, I guess. Okay. Now, my the whole thing's bad. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just say that to preface it. Yeah. I have never read a tweet and gone, oh my god, and rolled my eyes harder <laughs> than uh, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. Grow up. Please grow up. 
That's so condescending for no reason. You're talking to a net. You're talking to Netflix. That's just like some intern running a social media account. Like you don't have to be like that outfit looks gross on you. Like I just come on. The part about that in particular that truly sent me over the edge. I'm like you're tweeting at Netflix, a a giant corporation about a throwaway line in one of their shows you mm-hmm. think they give a shit like no. you think you really think somebody like at netflix's corporate head office is like gotta scan through for all the taylor swift jokes and make sure that they're not gonna offend her like what you want them to pull this show because there's one joke about you and because your documentary is on there like what like that's not that's not how things work also like why so like Media, like, TV shows, movies are gonna make jokes about mm-hmm. people who are, like, in the public eye. Yeah. Are they good? No. Uh, clearly not. That's not a funny joke. But, yeah. like, why do you think you're entitled to not having your name be used when other people's names are used for things? Like, why you? Why are you different? It just was so fucking weird and, like, like I guess, like, not even out of left field, but, like... It just felt truly bizarre, and I'm like, why are you, like, coming on Twitter to harass these people? And then, of course, of course, um, rather than people, like, I don't, like, I don't know. It's just, like, the the Swifties, like, her stands are so, they're just, they're a lot. They're, and yeah. so <laughs> they... Rather than, like, tweeting at somebody who has any sort of power over these things, like, a writer or something like that, not that I think that they should be attacking the writer also, but they go after the, like, main character of this show, this young girl who just happens to be, like, half black, like, so then, of course, these, like, little Swifties are going after her and, like, saying, like, respect Taylor in her comments and just, like, like spamming her with all of these awful things it's like i sorry do you not understand how tv works like do you not realize that like the actors are not writing the dialogue yeah. it's not like, <laughs> like a this documentary is an improv, babe. <laughs> like, she didn't say it in real life it's just um, like why are you going after this like kid basically when she has nothing to do with this and, and it's then like, like the netflix page like they comment on pictures of chadwick boseman being like respect taylor swift like he's dead love like can you not like can you not do that like do you not see how inappropriate that is i just and this is what pisses me off about taylor swift is because she knows and like not to say that she's responsible for what her fans do but she knows that there is like this group of people who are extremely dedicated to her and will like lay down their lives for her basically and so she had to have known the reaction that this was going to get and she did that regardless and it's like yeah maybe she didn't expect that they would go after this like poor little kid that's like starring in this show but she knew that she was gonna have her fans in comments in dms harassing people and she said send tweet anyway and also has not come back to say stop no, exactly. Like, at any point, you could have seen what's... Ha- like, there's no way you haven't seen what's happening, first of all. No. But, like, at any point, you could see it, 
come back and be like, I don't condone like you attacking the actress or like the writer even, even though that's no. not what they're doing. They just bypass that step completely. Um, and like Netflix, like I don't condone you like attacking people online for it's me. Just it's so irresponsible. And it's like if she really had an issue with this joke. Like, you really couldn't have reached out privately to somebody at Netflix to, like, voice your disapproval or your unhappiness with this. Like, you, ha- you had to tweet out to your millions of fans to be like, I hate Netflix. They made this stupid joke about me. So yeah. go after them now. And, like, having her own documentary on there, like, you have a contact, like, there's no way you don't have a Literally. contact. Like, I'm surely there's somebody in your phone or in your manager's phone that you can reach out to if you're really that yeah. bent about it and you need For, to, like, like an let offhanded someone know. joke. Like, it's so stupid. That, like, a 15-year-old in a show says. Like, and I, I like, don't know. And, I again, I haven't watched Ginny and Georgia, but, like, everybody who's watched it has kind of said, like, it's not meant to, like, it's supposed to not be, like, funny like it's like the character like isn't a particularly good person like it's not supposed to be seen as like ooh, good joke like it's supposed to be seen as kind of like a shitty thing that like a 15 year old would say yeah because of like internalized misogyny and all that like it's she's like like not a moral no a moral like (laughs) standard in the show or whatever it's just like like, she's a 15 year old girl saying something shitty because 15 year old girls often say things that are shitty yeah it's like i don't know like thinking back like when we were that age like that's of course like the first thing you go for it's just like oh well you're just a slut (laughs) like like, you go through men faster than taylor swift like that's that's an obvious joke to make and it's once a whore you're nothing more you know (laughs) paramore said it best (laughs) like there's nothing i don't know it's just like a really weird thing for someone who is like doing so well at like not doing this anymore to like come back and do it over this just feel like come on really and like you said i think it's really telling that she hasn't come back online to be like oh like don't do this please don't do that like don't attack these people they aren't responsible for this and the fact that she just capped the tweet off with happy women's history month i guess like, could you be more white feminist-y? No. Like, could we fucking relax? Like, no, you couldn't be. Ugh. That outfit doesn't look cute on you. Um, I just... I don't... It's that thing, again, like, I've seen all over Twitter and, like, we talk about it all the time for, like, anything that comes up. But, like, the lack of, like, nuance in anything is, like, mm-hmm. getting alarming right now. Yeah. Because, like, I saw so many tweets where, like, people who are actual, like, TV writers were, like, yeah, I often like to write no bad characters in my shows. Like, no one says anything rude or mean to anyone. And it's, like, like that wasn't said to be, like, look at her. She's got the quips. She's got the That's comeback. literally like, it. Like, everything be- I've seen has indicated that, like, as the audience, you weren't supposed to sit there being, like, yes, queen, Good slay one. with that joke. Like, it was supposed to be kind of, like... Ugh. Like, I can't believe she said that. Yeah, I don't know. I can't it's... believe you've done this. Once again, we say this, I feel like, every other week on this podcast. But, like, if I had the money and the fame that Taylor Swift has, 
I wouldn't own a phone. No. I wouldn't own a computer. I would be so far away. I would be on a private island in like Fiji somewhere. Yeah. Not giving a shit about what some crappy Netflix show had to say about Made me. Made a 15 year old say TV like, show. Whole, like, it's just like, also, it's just like, babe, like if that is really like your bar for like sexism and misogyny, like, like, wow. Girl. Like, like there are people out there experiencing, like, not to say that, like, what she experienced when she was younger wasn't sexism or misogyny. Like, obviously, like, we were talking about Britney Spears earlier and that whole thing. I'm not saying that Taylor Swift didn't go through it because she just happened to be dating people the same way anybody would. But because she was famous, people seemed to make a big deal out of it. But it's like, that is, like, so far away and you have come so far since then and you've really turned that into something that you own and you're just like got a long list of ex-lovers. Ex-lover. I was going to say that. That's your lyric. Like, you yourself have like been able to joke about it. And I get that it's different. It's like it's easier to joke about yourself and like having yeah. somebody else joke about you. But it's just like are you, at your big age of 31 or whatever, are you really still getting this bent over sh- out of shape over something like this? I know. It's, that you have it's, to come onto Twitter? It's actually, like, overwhelming. It's like, Taylor, you're, it's like, a embarrassing. Grown, it's really embarrassing. Like, you're a grown woman. Like, you're an adult. You're you're getting people to, whether you ask them to do that or not, you're allowing it to happen. Um, to attack, like, a child mm-hmm. over, like, an offhanded joke that, like, you've heard millions of times before. I like, just think, like, when you have that many fans... And when you know that your fans are as devoted, I'll say, yeah, as hers are. That's the word I would use. Devoted. Not deranged. No. Devoted. <laughs> um, like, you have a responsibility to, like, I don't know, not incite them to yeah. do things that are violent. At, <laughs> at a drop of a hat, they're ready to do that. Yeah, it's like, like these you don't people have to are, encourage it. No, these people are ready to like square up for you about anything and everything. And most of the time it's not worth it. And in this case, it definitely wasn't worth it. And now a poor, innocent child yeah. has been getting harassed for no reason. I also saw a lot of tweets from people on like the opposite end of things mm. who like agree with Taylor Swift doing what she did. Saying, like, oh, like, just last week we were, like, talking about how horrible all the things Britney went through were. And, like, this week we're, like, angry that a woman stuck up for herself. Like, no. <laughs> the way that's, in which that's she not stuck what that up is. for herself. Like, I, if she had, you know, dealt with it privately, if she wanted to reach out to somebody at Netflix privately and... Like, I, I just, like, first of all, what was the end game supposed to be? You yeah, want the show to get pulled off? Take it down. Take it down <laughs> take right it, now. Take it down. Delete it. I am it. your authority. <laughs> delete it, fat. I'm your mother. Delete it. Delete it right now. Delete um, it. Take it down. Like, I guess I don't really know what the end game was other than her just, like, being a bitch about it. <laughs> like, literally, there was nothing. Like, it, you're not gaining anything from it other than, like, causing, like, selfishly look at it for a second. Like, you're causing yourself to be, like ridiculed criticized for things that you're already so criticized about anyways and you're like let's do more of that for no reason that outfit doesn't look good on you taylor like well this one doesn't look (laughs) you like it really does not 
I just feel like um, I had a point and then it just like disappeared <laughs> right so away. quickly. Um, I just, I really think she thought she was doing something. Yeah, she did. And she really thought, like, ooh, hashtag girl boss energy. People, People are, are going to be, be like, on my yes, side. Taylor. And it's like, mm, not so much. No, because it's like, it was not the move for you to do not that. The move. Would not recommend. No. So, I don't know. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait until she drops another surprise album and then I'll be, like, back on board yeah. with her. But for the time being, Taylor and I are going to take a little break. <laughs> It's like you were saying when we were talking about this before, but, like, she does make it very hard to root for her. She does. And it's, like, I don't know why I care so much because, like, there are a lot of other, like, artists or celebrities that I like in a casual way. And I'm just, like, whatever. Like, if you say or do something stupid, like, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, It's just, like, there's that part of me that wants to like Taylor Swift. I know. And she makes it so hard because she does shit like this where I'm like, well, I'm going to have to call you out for that because that's stupid. It's just stupid. like constantly like victimizing yeah. herself. And I really situations. thought we had moved past that yeah. with her. Like I thought she had gotten past that point. And it was like, nice. <laughs> it was. But she just went and did it again. And now I'm like, this is why I can't trust you. <laughs> Taylor, this is why we can't have nice things. So I don't know. There's that. There's that. There is that. <laughs> Oh, Taylor. Oh, Taylor. Please get it together. Uh, is there anything Taylor else? Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, not that I can think of, but I feel like we'll definitely have some more YouTube discourse um, mm, next absolutely. week. <laughs> as Always. Uh, evolve. Devolve. <laughs> devolve is probably more apt, yeah. No, there's always, there's always YouTube drama to talk there's about. There's always something for sure. there. Um, well, in the meantime, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at honestlypod and facebook.com slash honestlypod. You can send us an email at the honestlypodcast at gmail.com. We also have a website, which is the honestlypodcast dot slash home. Don't forget the slash home. It will lead you nowhere having a crisis about whether that was right or not but we're just gonna go with it <laughs> um we also have merchandise for merchandise you can click on the little merch tab on our website and it'll take you there or you can go to honestlypod.threadless.com hell yeah check it out see what we're offering we're peddling our wares <laughs> our wares <laughs> go we're often peddling our wares um don't forget to rate review and subscribe wherever you listen we're on apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud potable pocket casts maybe some other places we don't really know um if you're listening on apple definitely give us a five-star review that would be be nice. nice and you know leave us a little review if you want if you do leave us a review Send us a screenshot of it, and we'll send you. You know what I'm about to say? Lim dish sticker, baby. The limited edition, honestly, pod Lim stickers. Dish, and they are. We're, they we are the limest of dishes. <laughs> we would not lie to you about something so serious. Oh, something You'll so. You'll never lim. see these again. Never. <laughs> Once they're gone, Once they're gone. They're selling like hotcakes. So come get these hotcakes. <laughs> Come get some cake. <laughs> um, is that it? 
And that's all. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.